Govs Nation, you're listening to the PCAST presented by CDE Light Band. Each week we take you around Austin P, the Athletics Department, and occasionally the OVC, thanks to our good friends at CDE. CDE Light Band offers electricity, internet, video, and voice services with blazing fast speed and superior performance with the additional convenience of 24-7 local support and bundling all your utilities into a single bill. Thank you to our friends at CDE, and thanks to you, the listeners, who make us worth sponsoring. I am Casey Krieger. He is Alex Allard. Welcome to the nation's top-ranked Austin P podcast, a podcast that is loving the cold weather outside today. Alex, how are you now? Not so bad, Casey. How about you? I'm doing good. I'm doing good. Uh, your guest host number, I don't even know. Uh, it's your third time on here, I think. Um, Sounds about right. Welcome back again, I think. Thanks for having me. Uh, big news is the Braves have won the World Series. Go Braves. I hate the Atlanta Braves so much. So would you have rather that the Cheaters won? Yes. Wow. Yes. That's saying something yes. right there. I have a take. Uh, if the Braves win, it's a whole new thing. Right. The Braves winning opens up a new thing that has not been done since 1995. Right. If the Astros win, oh, they just won another World Series. That's fair. Okay. I, I Everybody I grew up around was an Atlanta Braves fan. I hate them. I hate their stupid Chipper Jones jerseys. I hate listening to John Smoltz on the – on the broadcast he's awful okay and all around i am angry about the atlanta braves winning a world series all i know is that my twitter was absolutely blowing up last night whenever i, I was trying to go to bed early. could not go on twitter no i, it was I know too many braves crazy. fans and i don't like seeing them happy the braves are bad i don't like them and i want them to lose uh, also eric elliott supposed braves fan is at work today okay if the Reds won a World Series, you wouldn't see me for several days. No, no. Several. I, I definitely I, wouldn't expect it. I don't know what I'd be doing, but you would not see me at work, um, and he's here so at work. So he's a fake fan. Is that what I, you're saying? No, I'm not saying he's a fake fan. I'm just saying that he's not a real he, fan. He, may, he needs to be celebrating a little harder is all I'm saying. Okay. Um, if it ever happens, watch out. I will pop champagne until the sun comes up and then just keep going. Well, um, I, I know I'm not the biggest baseball person, but I don't think we really have to worry about that anytime soon. You, you're pushing it. Um, I'll just let you keep going. You've got okay. 30 seconds starting right now to talk about the Titans beating the Colts. Go. All right. Titan, Titans beat the Colts. I mean, there's really not too much to say about it. I mean, I can make, I can make it as quick as possible. Titans, what, four-game lead over the Colts? Five when you Carson, count the tiebreaker. Okay, five, whatever. Carson Wentz, he looked really good until he didn't. And then he, I mean, he went from looking like Carson Wentz a few years ago that was, you know, like an MVP candidate, all, the, all this and all this, and then bang, he scored, he scored points for the Titans. So all i got to say is thank you, Colts. That's all I need. Okay. Are you done? I, I think I'm done. How do you feel about Derrick Henry's foot? Because uh, oh, I will trade you the win for Derrick Henry's foot. Perfect. I would love to. Uh, but it's too bad. This is what Titans fans get. Uh, Adrian Peterson. I understand that the majority of this podcast might be Titans fans. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't care. Um, I don't like the Titans. And you stole a win from the Colts, and now your running back's hurt. 
Yeah, but it's hey, a little bit of karma. Now we maybe, get AD. Maybe you shouldn't have. Maybe you shouldn't have done that to Carson Wentz. Yeah. Oh well. Sorry, Carson. Uh, how do you feel about the Adrian Peterson pulling him out of the geriatric ward? I mean, I, I love AD. You know, AD all day. I I understand. You know, I, I, a lot of people keep on calling him an AP, but no, it's, it's not AD. AP. It's AD. It's AD. But I mean, I grew up watching him. I'm really excited to see him. I know he's. You know, I know he's 100 years old, but if he can give us 30, 40 yards, get McNichols, and then Foreman was another running back we brought up. We're in a good position. I mean, we're in a – I can't imagine what it's like not having uh, the best running back in the league on your team now because the Colts have Jonathan Taylor, and we still have uh, a lot of games with the Jags and the Texans. So watch out. Um, mm-hmm. The Chiefs are bad. Chiefs are very bad. Chiefs aren't good. They won on Sunday, but I'm not really sure how. Or Monday. Yeah. They won on Monday. Yeah, Monday against the Giants. Not good. No, that's uh, – Patrick Mahomes looks bad. Yeah, I mean, he's got what? Probably getting pretty close up to double digit interceptions, interceptions. lots yeah. of them. Yeah, I'm pretty sure he's like second in the NFL. It's crazy. It's not good. No, you know what else isn't very good? Aaron Rodgers has Aaron, COVID. Aaron Rodgers, COVID. He's out versus the Chiefs. Jordan Love, you get to see the future of Green Bay coming in though. Uh, is Devontae Adams still out too? Because if Ooh, they're gonna right. not have Rodgers, Allen, or Lazard if they're all three out, so it's gonna be Jordan Love, the corpse of Randall Cobb, and whoever else they can scrounge up to play wide receiver. I don't know if I want to watch that game. Can, I mean, Randall Cobb was a quarterback in high school. People forget that. Okay, but it, he, he ran I, that Wildcat quarterback against Tennessee for okay. all those years at Kentucky. I'm just saying, if Jordan Love doesn't work out, Randall he, Cobb's what, like 39 at this point? Just let, just let him run it back. I'm here for it. Colts play on Thursday night. Maybe I'll get to enjoy that one. Hmm. Mm. We'll see. As long as Carson doesn't play fourth quarter Carson like last year Carson yeah, he, he needs to play first quarter against the Titans we need, we need 2018 Carson the yeah. entirety of the game that's enough complaining about Carson Wentz let's talk about Austin P. Uh, the volleyball team had a they started out not bad no it I'm ended up being not a great weekend at SEMO right the first set in match one on Thursday in Cape Girardeau 35 to 33 what was it? The second most points scored in a five-setter program yeah. history. Yeah, second longest set in program history. That was, and that, and, and it, then it went five sets. Fourteen kills for Claire Darlin, eleven for Maggie Keenan, twenty kills, twenty digs for Brooke Moore, twenty-five digs for Marlena Bullington, and another twenty for Aaron Eisenhart. There was a whole lot of action in that one. There's a whole lot of action. There was, I mean, you look at these stats, and I mean, whether they were season highs, career highs. I feel like there was a lot of those. There was, and, and it, it ends up going Simo's way. Right. Fine. You get back out there Friday. Uh, just did not go the Govs away. No, it uh, Friday definitely was not pretty. I mean, Connor described it as in Space Jam when the aliens steal all the players' talent, and they just they just had an off day, you know. Right. I mean, it's it's gonna happen, but I mean, going back to that first match though, you know, something else that happened that's not written down right here. Give it to me. Give me the facts. Brooke Moore, with you know, you said she went twenty kills, twenty digs. Yep. That twentieth kill put her at fifteen hundred in her in her career. Number twenty. Number twenty. So in her career right now, she has fifteen hundred plus kills. 1,500 plus digs, only player in program history to do it, and I'm still looking to see how many people have done that in OVC history. But it's got to be very, very, very few. How are you looking for this? Are you just going through every record book? Pretty much. How's, I mean, that, how's that going? Um, it's going. Have you uh, thought about emailing the league and asking? You know, I thought about that this morning. I was like, dang, I've already gone through you know so many OVC, and I'm like, I, I just need to email our OVC. You should probably just email Heather. I, I bet Heather Brown would tell you the answer to that right away. Uh, but knowing you, you're just going to keep going through those record books. Uh, yeah, you just yeah. love it. You just, just love doing it so much. Yep, I, I never work uh, smarter. It's always a little bit harder. And always a little bit harder. <laughs> always get uh, the more you take the scenic route to stats <laughs> instead of the uh, instead of the highway. That, you that's, like, that's fair. You like to take the back roads to get there. Uh, 
So we had some some awards come out this okay. week. Uh, what awards was that? Uh, well, this podcast being recorded on Wednesday, but on Thursday morning, when you're listening to this, you, our valued listener, Alec Bumgart will have been named a first team All OVC selection. She is one of two freshmen on the first team. She is also OVC All newcomer. She led the Guns with three goals and three assists this season, and she is two and one, or she had two goals and one assist in OVC play. Uh, round of applause to Alec. That's quite a quite an accomplishment to be first team all OVC as a freshman, especially at the midfielder position, which has a lot of talented players. Anytime you're getting first team all OVC as a midfielder or a any of the first team all OVC spots, really goalie, there's one right. midfielder, forward, and defender. It's hard to get on those lists. Mm-hmm. Like I said, there's two freshmen. SIUE had three of the four forwards on the <laughs> list, so like there's a lot of good players, especially that midfielder, because you get a lot, so many players that like. Uh, maybe they play a little bit of forward. Maybe they play a little defense. We're just going to call them a midfielder. Right. It's a loaded position, and first team all of you see as a freshman is quite impressive. Yeah. Uh, very excited to see what she can do in the next three years because uh, the bar has been set. It sure has. And yeah. let me tell you, I, I'll, I'll take my money on her, her getting there again sometime in the future. Uh, also, on Tuesday, Erica Scott was named the OVC Golfer of the Month. It's a little different than the Golfer of the Week Award. The Golfer of the Week Award usually goes to, okay, somebody won a tournament this week. Somebody else won a tournament the next week. That's how you pick your golfer of the week. Your golfer of the month goes to the most consistent golfer for the month. So Erica Scott never won a tournament, but she had two second-place finishes, a sixth-place finish. Uh, she had two rounds in the 60s, five rounds under par, averaged 71 strokes in eight rounds, and all eight of her rounds counted towards Austin Peay's team score. Uh, she shot two 69s at the Butler Invitational in the first and third round. She's the second player in program history with two rounds in the 60s in a single event, joining Taylor Dedman, who did it twice at the 2019 Spring Break Shootout. She's good. Yeah, that's, that's, that's definitely not a bad month. Uh, also, I, you got to think, fellow freshman Kaylee Campbell, uh, she's working her way into one of these golf, Golfer of the Month, Golfer of the Week awards, too, because she finished tied with Erica at the Town & Country two weeks ago. Women's golf team had a great fall. Oh, yeah, they did. You could call it the most successful semester in program history. That's what I, I, was, about to, that's what I was about to ask, too. I mean, would, would you say it was? Two wins, a runner-up finish, uh, a whole lot of individual top tens, a whole lot of individual runner-ups. I... I mean, we've never won a three-round event in program history, so I think by default that automatically makes it the most successful in program history. But as we know, golf championships are in the spring. Exactly. Fall's good. Fall's good. Momentum's good. Mm-hmm. It's good to have a good fall. You're successful. Gets everybody in the right mind. But you got to come back out and do it in the spring. Let's do it again. You don't want to be. You don't just want to be a fall hero. You want to do it in the spring when the titles are won. And uh, it's good to see Taylor Dedman back out there with that team in that last round. Uh, she'll really help. Yeah. Like I said, one of the other two players in program history with two rounds in the 60s in the same tournament. Uh, Softball team, they played game three of the Red and Black World Series while me and Jewel Pace recorded this podcast last week. Uh, The black team won game two. And then they came back. They won game game three. They said red red team, was it red team blew a 1-0 lead? Yeah, I'm pretty sure that's what it was. That's what happened. Uh, Brooke Fefferly had a double and triple. Mia Clark had a double and single to lead the black team with two hits each. Fefferly scored both runs. Uh, she scored on the Clark double and then Alexi Ozowski sack fly later in the game. Jordan Benefield pitched for the red team, so you know the black team really got after it if they beat her. Benefield was a tough luck loser. Two runs on six hits, strike, striking out two with a walk. Uh, it's good to see them wrap up their fall with some good competition. Those games were all close. Right, exactly. I mean, game one, 7-5 for red, 2-5-2, two, 3-2-1. Two, two, I mean, doesn't get much better than that, especially in a little uh, – you know, scrimmage action. I didn't write about the baseball fall fall World Series because I forgot about it, but you were there. So uh, what happened there? Oh, man, what did happen there? I wish I would have written that down too. Um, shoot, what did happen there? 
It's fine. We're, we're, we're uh, looking. We're looking things up. We're looking okay, things yeah, up. We're yeah. looking. Hey, we can. We can do this. We've done uh, this before. I was there, but a lot of things have happened since then. Alex is is very busy, and he has covered baseball, even though it was like twenty four hours ago. Yeah, forty eight. Forty eight hours. Give it forty eight. But so, who won the thing? Let's start with that. Red. Red. Red won the thing. How did they the get game. there? Who won game so, one? Game one was. Let's see. I wasn't at that game. Uh, game one was red. Game two. Black came back, even the series. Gollert and Wellman came in. Gollert was throwing darts. Oh, yes, he was. I mean, between him and Wellman, I mean, they held him. I think they won 7 nothing. 7 nothing. So, yeah. no runs. Harley Gollert can pitch, I'll tell you that. Yeah, he can. So. And who won game three? Game three was Red. Game Red won it. Yeah, in a 11, 11 run game three. Got I mean, the, the bats out. They were hot. They were swinging it. Fight at the bat rack? Yeah. Oh, yeah, definitely. I mean, what what else did you see out there? Give me give me something. Give me something on the baseball team. I mean, honestly, I thought overall, especially what I saw from the red team in game three, was that just everyone looked good. I mean, something that you want to see in a fall scrimmage is that, you know, you look out and it's like, this guy's going to get hit. You know, so I think I'm pretty sure everybody in the red lineup in game three. Yeah, everybody in the red lineup, game three, maybe except for one, got a hit. And, I mean, it was consistent. I mean – you know, overall, I thought the pitching was pretty good. Uh, bats were hot. So. Kept the scorebook, huh? I did keep the scorebook. We're making it, We're making Alex a baseball person again. Yeah, they're definitely trying. Cause, I mean, I came into this, and I was just like, I mean, the most baseball I've ever done was, you know, working a little bit of high school that way. But uh, now here, yeah. You're going to be a baseball person. You guys can keep on trying. I mean, I might just what get there one What team do you day. like? You don't, I don't have a baseball I was going to say, clearly not the Braves. No, I'm not a Braves guy. I mean, my dad's a Red Sox fan. My mom's side of the family are Brewers. And it's just like, I mean, I'm, I'm not going to root for either of those. Cause, I mean, you know, they root for those because they're like from that area. The and it's Brewers just like, are gross. Yeah, I'm not going to root for the Brewers. Not the Red Sox. What team? Where are we leaning here? We might have to. Um, when I, so, you know, outside of following the Titans, ever since I was a kid, I've also always followed, like, Seattle. I was like, I mean, do I follow the Mariners? Because it's like no one, no, no one in Tennessee. No one's gonna be upset if you like the Mariners. Exactly, because it's just like, I mean, I understand they're not great, but I mean, it's not a hated team. You could get away with being a Mariners fan. I feel like maybe I'll just have myself as a Mariners fan. Maybe it's fine. That's that's well, okay. It could it, be worse. It's a place to start. It could be worse. Um, it could be anybody in the NL Central. Then I wouldn't <laughs> like you. Uh, cross country. They ran the men's and women's teams. They both ran at the OVC championships. They both finished ninth out of tenth at the event. Connor Duncan led the men in the 8K with a PR of 26.58 and a 46th place finish. Sarah Martin led the ladies in the 5K with a 19.44.3. She finished 42nd and was followed by Molly Howard and Michaela Smith. Uh, I believe their season has wrapped up, and they're going to move into indoor track and field very soon. That season is fastly approaching. Yes, it is. So I'm sure Coach Val and Coach TJ Pride are ready to get them ready to go on the – not the outdoor track, the indoor, indoor. track. Indoor track. Indoor track. It's a lot of fun. Yeah. You get those I love the I love the short sprints where they're running down the <laughs> middle of the circle and they all jump into the wall at the end where mm-hmm. the pads are. Uh, I always like watching that. Um, I just think it's fun to watch. Uh, okay. I'll, I'll take your word. I like the, I, I, li- to see it yet. I like the sloped tracks too. They run on a lot of slope tracks because they have to like uh, like the corners they bank right. them so they can they, they do it. I don't know. Indoor tracks kind of it's different. Okay. It's kind of fun. Uh, let's move right into your your specialty here. Women's tennis wrapped up the fall at the UNA fall invite. Won 10 of 12 singles matches on day two. Won five of six doubles matches on day one. Break it down for me. Women's tennis, good at tennis. Good. I mean, oh, oh, I mean that's always just going to be the general they beat an A-son, they, they beat future A-son opponent, North Alabama, and then they played West Alabama, which is a – West Alabama is – D2? Al- they are a D2, but they are a very, very good D2. Okay. 
So overall, I mean, you know, like you said, we picked up a whole lot of govs, picked up a whole lot of wins. Four govs, uh, Daniel Morris, Yana Lita, Yana Leader, excuse there me. There it is. Martina and Yuha Chang, all perfect on the weekend, which means you're going to they all went perfect in, du- perfect in doubles on and day singles. one. And then you went perf- perfect in singles. Everybody won at least one singles match too, right? Right. Okay, exactly. that's good. You like to see that. Right. And, I mean, overall, um, I mean, the team just looked really good, top to bottom. Um, and really, you look you look at the fall as a whole. I know I keep I keep on talking about her every single time I come on this podcast. And I know y'all talked about it last week. But freshman Denise Torelba, eight and one overall this fall to wrap up the season. Her one loss in the first round at the IDA Ohio Valley Regionals against some of the best competition in, oh, the, yeah. in the region. Definitely. Um, but yeah, she finished eight and one in singles overall. Danielle Morris finished five and one in singles. They were the only two goes with just one loss. And once again, Danny's one loss came first round of the ITA Ohio Valley Regionals. So they just looked good. I mean, throughout the fall and heading into the spring season, too. Because, I mean, they're, they're going to be tested during the spring, too. I would say I'm surprised, but uh, you can't be surprised. I'm not. No. I'm not surprised. They're quite good. They're quite good at the tennis, and I'm sure they will be right back at the top of the OVC standings when that preseason poll comes out here. And. January or February. I feel like I've written the preseason release for tennis each of the past two years at the Show Me Center in Cape Girardeau. I don't know why. Hmm. Every I feel like I always like, oh, time to write preseason tennis. It like gets there, and it's like whenever we're playing at SEMO, and I'm like sitting there at practice just writing about tennis. Well, hey, you don't have to worry about that. I don't have to worry about this year. I got it. But I bet that article comes out when I'm at SEMO. I don't know why, but it will. Um, Let's remember that. Let's see. I'll remember. I'll never forget (laughs) now. Uh, On to football. Tough one at UT Martin. Uh, Govs led 16-0 at halftime. UT Martin scored 17 on answered in the second half to win by one. Uh, couldn't hold off the number 12 team country late. Number 12 team in the country late in the game. Kobe Perry had quite a day. 16 tackles, a tackle for loss, a pass breakup, a quarterback hurry, and a 75-yard pick six in the first quarter that gave the Govs a 7-0 lead. Excuse me, a 6-0 lead. Missed a two-point conversion. Isaiah Norman then had an 8-yard pick six, I think on the very next drive, or at least the second-to-next UT Martin drive. Um, was tip ball on about the five, or ball got tipped on about the five. Norman jumped up, caught it at the eight, just walked, just walked his way right into the end zone. Back to back weeks with a pick for our guy Isaiah Norman. He was on the uh, coach show at Buffalo Wild Wings this week. That guy is great behind the microphone. If you didn't know, I didn't. Uh, know. I've talked to him a couple times, but never heard him behind. No, the mic. he is very comfortable. He's very, very good at speaking behind a microphone. It does not make him nervous at all. Uh, it's he's a sports communication major. I don't know if it's natural or if it's something he's learned, but he is very good um, at talking about football because that's all I've heard him talk about. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think it's – I'll tell you what. Isaiah Norman can talk talk behind the microphone for a while if he wants to, I feel like. Has he been on the podcast yet? He's never been on the podcast. Jordan Harmon's trying to get me to have Isaiah Norman and Kobe Perry co-host an episode. Okay. I, I need, need to figure out the logistics of adding a third microphone. Uh but let me tell you, if I get those two on here, that will be a wild episode. Oh, yeah, definitely. They are, those two are hilarious. They are just a racket. And as Isaiah said, I'm the most interesting guy on the football team right behind Kobe Perry. He told me that at Buffalo Wild Wings, and I was like, listen, let's get you both on there. Uh, so maybe look out for that in the future. You know, I'll gladly surrender my co-hosting duties for oh, a listen, week. Listen, if those two want to co-host an episode, definitely. Kobe Perry can do whatever he wants after last week's game. And I would go. love to have Isaiah Norman on here to talk about hit with him about some sports. Because like I said, he's very good at it. Um, and it's nice to see student athletes that are just so comfortable behind a mic, because I feel like we have a lot of student athletes that are good at that, and like seeing ones that like are really really good at it. Like, you could do this for a living, dude. Have you ever thought yeah. about that? Like, Isaiah Norman could 
could talk talk about some football. Um, that's enough about that game. I don't want to talk about it anymore. It made me sad. Uh, we're going to wrap up right here, and we're going to be right back with Austin P. Baseball's Austin Carter right after like this. September. She burns through the night like an ember. And all those things we try forgetting, I remember. But we say we all fine, we all fine. Sunny day dreams and we up now. Vodka lemonade, I serve it up, it goes down. 75 degrees and a dope sound. All you need to live fine, to live fine. A little sunshine, cause she needed A dose of rainfall in the evening. The waves crash down and we feel them. Joining us on the PCAST, he's made his way to Clarksville, Tennessee, all the way from the Evergreen State. It's graduate pitcher Austin Carter. Austin, how are you doing this morning? Pretty good. Yeah, not too bad. You have class today? I did. Some organic chemistry. Organic chemistry. You had some Chick-fil-A on the way over. Feeling good? I did. Yeah, feeling great. All right, feeling good. Let's just get into your baseball career here for a minute. So all you right. started out at Cascade Christian High School to Loyola Marymount to Tacoma Community College all the way to Austin P. Yes, it's sir. quite a journey. It is. Yeah, lots of different places, lots of different cultures. Uh, you started out in high school at Cascade Christian. You were a two-sport athlete. All-state in baseball, you hit 488 and slugged 951 as a senior, ranking fifth among Washington hitters. You're also all-area and all-region in football as a wide receiver and a corner. Yes, sir. At which which sport are you better at? Which sport were you better at? Um, I don't know. I think like for our high school, probably baseball. But I th- I think I made a bigger impact in football probably uh, my senior year. Did you play football your whole life growing up, or is that something you kind of picked up later? No, I started playing in seventh grade because my parents didn't want me to get hurt. Um, right. So I always played flag football growing up. But I was very very undersized until my junior year. Like I think how or. From September to April of my junior year, I grew seven inches and gained like 50 pounds. So how tall were you to start? You were like, what, like five foot? Like freshman year of high school, I was five three. And you went to right at six foot. Yeah. And then you end up leaving high school as the school record holder in a single season, single season and career receiving yards. Yep. Do you guys throw the ball a lot? Um, we, it was traditionally a very heavy run program. And then we got a quarterback uh, my senior year who was, uh, he was a f- uh, freshman, but he was like a, a Pac-12 recruit for quarterback. So um, I think we started to air it out a little bit more. But it just kind of opened up the throwing game because we were pounding the football, running it all the time. So then I'd get a lot of single single coverage. So sure you love getting a nice nice Pac-12 quarterback as a receiver. Yeah, yeah so it was pretty nice. Played both ways, too. Played a little corner. Yep. Which side do you like playing more? Receiver. It's just more exciting. Um, it's tough to beat a touchdown catch. But, I mean, inter- interceptions are fun, too. Uh, yeah, definitely a receiver. Seems like you caught a lot of touchdowns. You uh, finished second in the state in receiving as a senior. I did. That's listen. You get any football offers? Um, yes, I actually my senior year, uh, my coach, he was like this old guy who ended up retiring right after I finished playing because he was getting a little. Uh, he was having some health issues, but mentally he was going a little bit. But I got seven, uh, seven Division one offers, and he, who did you get offers from to play football? He couldn't remember. He couldn't remember. I said, no, and the assistant coach got super mad because I was like, I hadn't even committed for baseball. And so he just turned down all these calls for football. Just it didn't turn- even tell me about him. And then he's like, later on after I committed, he's like, oh, yeah, these guys were called by. I was like, why in the world would why you, you not, not tell me? Yeah, why wouldn't you tell me that? <laughs> yeah, so that was, that was a little strange. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I, pr- I probably would have stuck with baseball anyway just because I was getting banged up in football end of my senior year. Um and with, like, all the CTE stuff, all that stuff kind of coming out, 
uh, I realize baseball is probably better longevity-wise. Do, do you think you could still get out there and play football? I've, I think I could. If, the, if Scotty yeah. Walden lets you throw on some pads, go out there and catch some passes today? I think I'd be rusty for for a few days, but I I think I could compete still. I, I really asked do. Brock this question last week. Do you think you could play both sports at once in college, kind of like Bo, Bo Jackson, Deion Sanders? Could you, yeah. do, you think you could pull that off? I think I could. Would you still be a receiver, cornerback, or at Brock said you could be a punter. Brock said you can you can punt a football. Um, I was I was out after conditioning last week, just punting, just to mess around. Like we're all on the field, and then I punted one, and it went like 55, 60 yards. I did it a couple times in a row, and then I, and then Justin, our strength coach, looked looked up. He's like, "Hey, the football coaches are waving at you," and they were up in the office, like telling me to come up and stuff. So I was laughing, but um, I did mean, you go up. No, I'd oh. go to practice, <laughs> but punting would be fun, but I'd much rather be a receiver. And I think, I definitely think I could, could hang with them. I think we put you a punter and you're just a weapon too for the fake punts. You can, yeah. I mean, you're, you're, you're a better athlete than most punters. I'd imagine. I could throw it. I could run it. Who yeah, knows? Who knows what you would do? <laughs> uh, all right. So after high school, you went to Loyola Marymount in LA, right? Yep. Okay. You're played in 17 games and your first collegiate start was at USC. It was. That's a, that's a pretty big stage, huh? It was. Yeah. How, how'd that game go? Um, I don't remember which one came first because I had two starts against them, and one of them ended up getting like fogged out in the third inning. Fogged out. Yeah, because we were right by the water, so the classic fog out. Yeah, I know. So we were right by the water, so then like some nights the fog would roll in super heavily. Yeah. And like third inning, I was pitching, and it got so bad the umpire gave the hitter a ball and said, "Like throw this up to yourself and hit it to the outfield." And our right fielder stood just never completely saw. still and it landed like right behind him they, they're like game over yeah we're done here so, yeah so that was weird but um i think it went decent i didn't i remember i didn't walk anybody i definitely got a bomb hit off me uh <laughs> i threw like back-to-back change-ups and some dude took me way yard um you played at usc stadium too right uh, we did one on one. That place is going to be the uh, Olympic swimming stadium in the LA Olympics. Really? Yeah, they're making an outdoor swimming pool. Nice. Yeah, it's kind of crazy. Yeah, it's a nice field. Um, yeah, I, I had a good time. I was excited for the opportunity. So, um, so I mean, like, more than anything, I was just happy that my coaches believed me enough my freshman year to go out and start against US. a yeah. Yeah, Pac-12 team. What's it like living in LA? Uh, it was different because I'm kind of from like a smaller rural town. Um, and then going to LA... It was nice being by the beach and going down there and doing homework and stuff, but um, I pretty much just stuck to baseball in school. Really, I was, st- I, was I still am very focused, but uh, freshman year I was very, very focused, and classes were difficult there. So, I mean, like my first month, I was probably in the library till midnight m- the majority of the time. So um, we, we've all been there. Yeah, yeah, we've all been there. So I didn't go out really at the beginning, um, and so like I was pretty late to making friends there. So. It was just it was just a different experience, but I definitely didn't fit into the the LA culture. Not an LA guy. No, super materialistic, like very shallow. Yeah. Yeah. So after one year at Loyola, you went to Tacoma Community College for a year, and then then you're in Austin P. Then you're at Austin yes, P. Yes, sir. Uh, your first season that was a shortened 2020 COVID season, right? Yep. You pitched in seven games. You led the guys with three saves, and then when did you got hurt? Was that during the off season? Was that getting ready for the 21 season? That was the fall world series of last year. Okay. Game three, game three. So you hurt your UCL. You had Tommy John surgery. I assume right away. Uh, <laughs> or not. Are you <laughs> waiting? You tried took to, a little bit, tried to battle it out. Well, I knew I tore it right away. Like right after I threw the pitch, like news. You gone. felt it. Yeah. yeah. So finished the inning came out 
And then um, our trainer was like, oh, I think it's a muscle strain. And I was like, it's definitely not. I don't think it is. <laughs> no. So go to the go to the doctor, get an MRI, and it's like completely torn. So um, surgery was set for December 14th. I fly back here from Christmas break, and my trainer <laughs> forgot to make the appointment. Oh. So I texted him the day before. I was like, what time are we leaving tomorrow? And he's like, oh, my gosh, I, t- I totally forgot. And I was like, are you kidding me? So I fly back to Washington, come back down, surgery set for January 12th. All three of my roommates get COVID. So then I have to quarantine for whatever it was, two, two, two and a half weeks. And then finally ended up getting it February 3rd. So there's like a three-month gap. You just didn't do anything? No. So that was pretty frustrating. So, so I was had, like, I'm just wasting recovery time. So you had surgery February 3rd of this year? Yeah. So it's now, what month is it? It's November. November. Are you, and you're throwing? Yep. What are, what are you doing? You're on a, I'm on bullpins. Okay. Um, but Velo's, Velo's coming back. Yeah, when, so when, when are you back to – when's the throwing program done? When are you back to full strength? Thing? They say 10 to 14 months, which is yep. a super wide range. So it's like yeah, it's December huge. to April. But I think I'll be on the shorter end because it's – I mean, it's been going well as of lately. So you're going to be back out there this season? Oh, yeah. You excited? For sure. Yes, very. I think we're excited to see you back out there. Uh, do you cut down trees for uh, rehab for your UCL? <laughs> I do in my spare time. Uh, what's – I, I asked – Max Remy, Greg LeBan, and Trevor Fitz. I was like, tell me about Austin Carter. And they're like, he likes to cut down trees. And I was like, hold on. Like, just like, you know, like some little trees in the backyard. Are you out there cutting down some of those big trees out in Washington? Uh, there's There will be some bigger ones. Um, I like the bigger tree jobs because obviously it's more money. But, uh, yeah, the little trees, you can just charge a lot for that kind of stuff because it's like a dangerous job. Are you like climbing up in these trees too, like harnessed in, like cutting the top down, cutting it piece by piece, or are you like just cutting them all? Are they small enough you're cutting them all down from the bottom? Um, it depends. So I started going up, like when I first started doing this, I kind of started doing a bunch of like random jobs and landscaping throughout high school, and then really never said no to any job that somebody's asked me. That's I've what. That's like, what also I was told. I said you yeah. just that you're busy all the time. Yeah, I never really. Yeah, I'm always like gonna figure out a way, or I'm gonna find somebody who knows how to do it, and then like contract them out to go do it and still make some money off their labor <laughs> so what's um, the biggest tree you've ever cut down biggest tree probably i don't know probably 100 plus feet <laughs> you climb uh, did you climb up and do it uh no you? that one was there was like three of them and it was just following it in a big forest but there was this a job this summer that i was super super close to getting it was like three 200 foot cedar trees there you go and that would have been nice because you can sell the, all the logs to cedar mills and yeah. make some good money. So that would have been a nice chunk of change right there. But, um, yeah, the tree jobs are fun. It's just well, satisfying. Max said, along with uh, cutting down trees, you split wood for a pizzeria. <laughs> I did. Yeah, I did for a summer. He would go get a bunch of wood. And I actually So it's a wood-fired pizza, obviously. It is. Yeah, so I split wood for him once a week. That doesn't um, seem like a bad job. No. You get I'm, some free pizza out of the deal? I do. There yeah, every time you ask me how many pizzas you want to take home. So that's always nice. But, <laughs> yeah, I do have the most random of jobs. But I just get them all lined up and stay busy. Uh, that all comes back to you doing field work. I've heard you just love love grinding out there at the field, getting stuff done. Yeah, I do. I just like making things look nice and look presentable. And um, I figure, like, if I can help people not have to work as hard, then – might as well do it. Might as well do it. As a former baseball manager, we appreciate that. Yes. <laughs> it's very important. Of course. So when you're not cutting down trees or rehabbing from baseball, you've got two siblings, right? I do. Uh, Christian and Kelsey. 
Yep. What's the age difference? Are you the youngest? Are you the oldest? I'm the youngest. So I'm, I turned 23 in a, in a few weeks, and then my brother's 26, my sister's 28. They play sports. Uh, what was it growing, like growing up with them? Um, not really. My sister did like cross country and tennis and then some golf, but wasn't like super competitive at sports and neither was my brother. So the opposite of the Lomax household from last week where apparently it was just brawls all the time over ping pong. Yeah. Yeah. Not, not as much as that, like, like that. Um, my dad was a tennis player and a swimmer. So yeah, it wasn't. My family's active, but not like the most athletic family that you've ever heard of. They do a lot of outdoor activities, not a lot of outdoor sports, you're saying. Yeah. Can you play tennis and do all that kind of stuff? We have a pickleball court. Pickleball. So I can play some pickleball. Are you the best pickleball player at Austin P? Ooh. There's a lot of foreign tennis players. I don't know. I don't we'll, know what we'll they take, can We'll do. take the tennis team out. We'll take the tennis, tennis team, team out. Tennis team out? I, I would have to place top three. You're, you're calling think. your shot. Top three. Yeah. You got anybody else you think that can compete with you? I have no Nobody idea. in mind. No, I don't know how big pickleball is down here. I'll tell you what. I don't think I've ever – okay, so I was in Cincinnati two weeks ago for the men's golf tournament up there, and they had pickleball courts at the country club we were at. Interesting. It was weird. I had not – like, we were rolled in. It was like there were some small-looking tennis courts. Yeah. And we got closer, and it was some, some old guys out there playing pickleball. Oh, yeah. I did not expect it. So uh, It's a fun sport. Are you the best pickleball player in the house or in the family? Uh, yeah, I'd say so. I'd say so. Either me or my dad. My dad was always best growing up, and then I went through a little phase where I – or I think I was better just because he's getting older and I was getting, you're getting faster. <laughs> you're getting stronger. He's getting older. Yeah. So <laughs> just from time. All right. So you're an Austin P graduate. You graduated yep. in May 2021. General studies with a, uh, what was it, a double? Double concentration. concentration. Yeah. In uh, business management and pre-professional health. And now you're working on HHP master's. Yes. What is your plan with all those degrees? I'm going to chiropractic school next. Um, leaning towards Dallas, but could be Marietta, Georgia. Which schools? Uh, it's Parker University, which is ranked number one in the nation right now, and that's in Dallas, like northwest Dallas. And then there's um, Life University, which is the largest chiropractic college, and that's uh, just a little bit northwest of Atlanta. You're going to come watch the Life University run in Eagles tomorrow night in basketball? <laughs> oh, that would be fun to watch. Yeah, the men are uh, playing their exhibition against them. Not the Eagles, the running Eagles. Okay. Yeah, they got quite a color scheme, like dark green, bright green. It's Interesting. It's all over the place. Dallas would yeah. be fun to live in, too. It would be. All right, so I'll ask you the last question I ask before we get into our rapid-fire questions. Uh, why Austin P? Um, so I'd gone down to California and then back up to Washington. Um, and at the time, I'd figured it was going to be two more years of playing baseball. I didn't plan on tearing my elbow. COVID so, and tearing your yeah. UCL, yeah. Yeah, so I was like, two more years living away from home. Where do I want to go before I come back? And then I'd always – like, I'm very much so, like, a blue-collar type guy. So I was like, oh, the South sounds really appealing. And then I was on a visit to a school in South Carolina, and then Austin P called me on my visit. And I was like, Nashville's always sounded really cool. Always heard a bunch of good things about it. Heard the food's good, the music's good. And so uh, I was like, <laughs> they gave me a FaceTime tour of the campus. And at the time, at JUCO, I was living in a, a master bedroom closet. Like in a very sketchy hold part on, of Washington. Hold on, you were living in a closet. I was a six by eight closet. It was very small. What kind of bed did you fit in there? A twin. Did you just have clothes hanging up all around you? Yeah, over my face. Were they yours or somebody else's? No, they were mine. Well, that's be that's better. <laughs> I know. Yeah, so uh, I was like, really, anything is going to be better than this. So I didn't have any expectations <laughs> of how pretty the campus was going to be or anything. I was like, I'm just ready to get out of this closet. So. <laughs> Uh, my standards weren't too high in terms of what I was going to be looking at. Um, 
but yeah, then I was pay- I'm paying for my own school, uh, and and they gave me the best offer for money wise. So I left LMU because I I really didn't want to just like start a family with a ton of debt after going to chiropractic school, right? And living in LA, so I felt like that would have been kind of selfish if I like racked up three hundred thousand dollars <laughs> debt and be like, hey, sweetie, I have three hundred thousand dollars of debt by the way. <laughs> <laughs> Who gave you your FaceTime tour when you did that? Uh, Nick Walker. Nick Walker. Yeah. Sp- speaking of L.A. <laughs> I know. We switched places. You, you guys did. Um, you need to get on that workout program. That'll get you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that guy looks good these days. Uh, anything's better than living in a closet, too. I've never lived in one, but I imagine your, your situation now is much better. Yeah. You got can it. test it out sometime. I, I won't. You've got to. <laughs> I, I have a job. I don't have to do that ever again. <laughs> Uh, you got you got roommates, full house. Where do you live? Are you at my old house? No, no, okay. I'm off Fort Campbell. I knew that some of those guys were living at my old house, so I didn't yeah. know if it was you. All right, let's get into our rapid fire questions here. We ask these to every guest, so uh, it's your turn. Okay. Uh, what's your favorite word or saying? Oh goodness, uh, word or saying? Oh my! What in the world? Yeah. Buckle up. Uh, word or saying? I don't know. Earlier, I actually said to somebody, I said, I've been bamboozled. And they laughed super hard. They're like, I've never heard somebody say that before. Bamboozled? They've never heard that? Yeah. Uncultured. Uh, We'll take it. Uh, What's the last book you read for fun? The Bible. The Bible. The whole thing. (laughs) The whole thing? Oh, gosh. Uh, The last book I read for fun. The Bible would have worked as an answer. I was asking, oh. have you read the whole, did you read the whole thing cover to cover? I have. You have. Uh, last one was uh, Extreme Ownership. Okay. It's a Navy SEAL book. Uh, both it's a great impre- one. Impressive books to read, really. Uh, what's your worst habit? My worst habit? Um, I, do, I do like a good game of poker. Okay. 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 Uh, do you think you can walk a mile in less than 10 minutes? Walk. A mile in less than 10 minutes. Goodness gracious. Uh, I've, I've never speed walked a lap before, so I don't even know. It's a yes or no. It's a, it's a yes or no. If, you were out, if we took you out to the track, can you walk a mile in less than 10 minutes? Yes. Yes. Thank you. I think I can too. Okay. Parker and Max and them don't think I can. That's where this Prove them wrong. I, I'm not going to because if I go out there and do it and I don't. <laughs> I've lost my whole argument. You, have to, you don't have to tell him if you fail it. I'm not, just go I'm, do it on your own. I also don't want to do it. Yeah. Uh, if you could change one rule in any sport, what would it be and why? One rule in any sport? Um, I love the whole hockey approach to fighting when you want to. So I, would, I wish that was in more sports. You just want to be able to drop the gloves in any sport. That would be pretty nice. Yeah, I feel like there's a lot of times where it'd be nice. But I think it could also get taken advantage of because if you're facing – some animal Friday night, and you're just like, hey, let's go let's recruit some brawlers to go beat Yeah, them hit them lead off and just have them drop the gloves, fight the pitcher, <laughs> yeah. leading off the game. Um, That's an interesting one. I don't think anybody's ever said that. Yeah, that was one. And then we have the dumbest rule ever that just got added to baseball. It's if you step off with a runner on, you have to pump fake to the base. What? No matter what. Otherwise, it's a balk. I'm like, and it's, they said to, it's to speed up the game. I'm like, this is only going to make it longer. What? If you have to pump fake to re-engage on the rubber i'm like that's the dumbest thing ever i did not know that was a new rule and i'm yeah i, I don't like that it's either. So weird i don't, I don't like ever. that either uh what app on your phone gets the most use um probably between facetime and text okay uh what's the last gift you gave somebody 
Last gift I gave somebody a box of scones. Scones. Did yeah. you make them? No, they're from Washington. Okay. Famous fair. Famous fair scones. Oh, yeah. What flavor? Regular blueberry? Raspberry. Right. Ra- oh, I like a good raspberry. Uh, what's the most embarrassing song you love? Embarrassing song I love? <clears throat> Man. I don't even know. I'd have to check my playlist or something, <laughs> but I, I don't. there's nothing on the top of my head where I'm like, huh, I kind of like this, but I'm going to skip it because the boys are in the car. You're not embarrassed by any of your music. Yeah. That's fine. That's a good answer. Uh, if you could go to any concert, who would it be and why? Ooh. Um... Probably Morgan Wallen right now because I love country uh, country concerts. And I would have said Jason Aldean, but I've seen him already. Did and you like see the concert John Morgan Wallen did at Bristol Motor Speedway? What? They, they did it at the infield of the racetrack last weekend. Really? Yeah, it looked pretty cool. Uh, it would have been a fun one to go to. Yeah. Uh, what's one place in the world you want to visit the most? Um, Italy or Greece. Where? I think like Santorini would be beautiful. Okay. Uh, and then there's a bunch of places on the coast in Italy that I think would be absolutely beautiful. If you could have any three people over for dinner, who would they be? Any three people. Any three people ever in the history of ever. Oh, man. I mean, I would. I probably wouldn't, like, go towards super athletes. Like, I don't think Michael Jordan would be super entertaining to have over at dinner. He'd probably try and fight you. Maybe. But I would just want to be, like, laughing and having a good time. So I'd probably pick, like, a mixture of – I would, oh, I would have to pick, like, a couple funny people – and then, like, somebody that I would really want to ask questions to that really knows a lot of information. Like who? <sighs> That's a great <laughs> question. Um, any three people. I mean, Jesus would be a cool one because you could ask him a lot of... He's been... Yeah, he's been through it. Yeah, he's been through it. He could answer some questions that I have. Um, who else would be funny? Uh... Man. I, oh, probably Steve Carell. Jesus and Steve Carell. That's yep. a start. That's I'd ask him about The Office quite a bit. Okay. One more. You got one more seat at the table. Dwight Schrute. Jesus, Steve Carell. Not Rain Wilson. Nope. Dwight Schrute. Yeah. But you want Steve Carell, not Michael Scott. Oh, I want Michael Scott. Give me Michael Scott. Michael Scott, Dwight Schrute, and Jesus himself. Yeah. That's quite a trio. It, it could get judgmental. It could, get, <laughs> it could get interesting. I'd like to have a ticket to that dinner. Uh, we're getting a little more serious now. Who or what inspires you? Who or what inspires me? Um, I think... Like, I think I motivate myself each day. Um, I wouldn't say, like, I inspire myself, but I definitely push myself. Uh, because, I mean, there's, like... Moving around a bunch of different places, you kind of have to motivate yourself and kind of be your own advocate. So um, I've kind of learned over time, like, you can't count on anybody else to motivate you. It's got to be coming from yourself. Um, but, like, people that I aspire to be, like, I mean, my my parents have definitely got to be a couple of them. Um, I was talking to Jansen, actually, about it the other day because he said, like, what's something you look up to? And I said their marriage uh, just because I think they have a really good marriage and they're they like really know how to be a team um, really well and they value each other and definitely like know their roles and definitely need both roles in order to create like a very good and healthy family and a good marriage to model for their children. So 
um, that's something that inspires me is something that I want to have someday um, in my marriage. What advice would you give your younger self? My younger self? Um, I think if we're talking about young, as in like beginning of high school, I would say just go do what you want to do. Like don't wait for other people. Um, and that's kind of been something that like people joke about because I do a lot of random stuff on my own. Like I'll go to a Mariners baseball game by myself. Like I really do not care. And it's like I, in high school, I was always waiting for friends to like our schedules to line up to be able to do stuff. And so many things got pushed off or didn't happen that I wanted to happen. Um, and so then like as time went on, like once I got into college, I was kind of like, whatever, I'll invite people. And if they can't come, I'm still going to go do it. And I'm still very much that way. I'm like, hey, if anybody wants to go to the World Series game this weekend, or the it was the against the Dodgers. I was like, if anybody wants to go, go ahead. I'm going to buy a ticket and go. And then, like, a bunch of people ended up coming, but I would have gone by myself. <laughs> Is this the Braves-Dodgers series? It was. Which game did you go to? It was to send them. Oh, you went to the last one. Yeah. Nice. It was sweet. That's, that, that sounds like fun, except yeah. for the fact that it was the Braves, and I don't like the Braves. Um, this last question is from Brock Lomax. Okay. He wants to know, if you had five chances to score on Kawhi Leonard in one-on-one, if you score, you get a million dollars. If you lose, you go to jail for five years. Would you take the chance? Only five? Five chances. Kawhi Leonard. The claw. Uh, no. If you gave me ten, probably. This is happening at the Staples Center, too. At the Staples? Not even at the P? Nope. At the Staples Center. Oh, Putting man. you on the big stage. That changes Packed things. house. Yeah. I probably wouldn't take it. If you gave me 10, I probably would. 10, ten chances to score on Kawhi Leonard, you're doing it? Yeah. What's your move to score? Are you taking the long shot? You taking it to the taking it to the rim? What are you doing? No, I'm, I'll am i make a three ball. You got 10, ten, ten shots to launch up a three. You're getting one in? Oh, yeah, for sure. I think that's the only way you're scoring on him. I don't, he's too long. I don't think if you try and go to the rim, you get past him. No, if and I if you dri- get there, he's blocking it. Yeah, if I drive, I'm getting absolutely stuffed, and then I'm just embarrassed for my next shot. Yeah, you just got to throw up a long one and hope it goes in. Yeah. Uh, last thing, you get to ask the next guest a question for next week. What do you want to ask of our next guest? Next guest? Um... Top three bucket list items. Bucket list. Top three. Got it. Austin, thank you for your time. Uh, of course. Can't wait to see you back out there on the baseball field. And we'll be right back with the PCAST right after this. A little bit cold when we talked on the phone. So I drove all night, but that West Texas sunrise made me home. Stepped into the kitchen. When I saw the note, she wrote, that's it, adios cowboy, love you, take care of yourself, she lived to bring my wine Thank you to Austin Carter for taking some time out of his, his day to come by and talk to us on the PCAST, uh, it's always good to catch up with the guys on the baseball team when they're wrapping up their fall, uh, Let's get right into this, Alex. Yellowstone is back on Sunday. Is it? Yes. Cool. Yellowstone season four. After quite a long break, people are very upset about how long it took. Um, I won't ruin it for you. Please don't. They left us with quite a cliffhanger. Like multiple, there's multiple cliffs with multiple main characters hanging off said cliffs. And they just said, nope, that's the end of the season. We're going to wait a year and a half for another Jeez. episode. Yeah. It's tough. It's been rough. Me and Remy watched season three when we were in quarantine 
like the first time. Oh wow! So way back when, whenever yeah. COVID was just getting started. Yeah, the first time. So, like, we had to buy seasons one and two on DVD because they had because season three was airing live. So like, we couldn't find like seasons one and two to watch anywhere yet. So we ordered them on eBay because for like five bucks, watch seasons one and two that way, and then watch season three. We just recorded all the episodes live and caught up to it. And like I said, I won't ruin it for you, but I know uh, I know some friends of mine, Eric. Katie, Katie Locke is very excited. Uh, shout out to her. Uh, we're all very excited for Yellowstone to be back. It, it's been a minute, and I'm, uh, I need Kevin Costner back in my life. I'm happy for you. And I, I promise one of these days I will start that show. I know you will. You're, you're very diligently watching Archer because me and Colby basically forced you to at the soccer games yeah. when we told you that it was your homework. Um, yeah, it, yeah, pretty much. And um, I mean, it took me a little bit to actually got, get down, got and into down it. and watch it. You've done it. You're, you're into it now. What are you? Like have season seven there's only like 12 seasons i know but it's just i mean you're right about the part where it starts to go downhill for a minute you're gonna finish like and then there's gonna be a little lull and then you're gonna get right back in the last season was good okay cool good to know but yeah i've I've definitely been digging archer and uh, i guess uh yellowstone's i'll probably just wait till that next season's done you gotta (laughs) you gotta get on the yellowstone it's it's intense okay it's intense Uh, it's in montana i would like to live at the dutton ranch uh, I would like to be a part of Kevin Costner's family on the Dutton Ranch, other than the fact that people keep shooting at them. Um, that part I don't like as much, but I would like to live at Kevin Costner's house on the on the Dutton Yellowstone Ranch. Uh, enough about Kevin Costner. Austin P. Basketball starts this week. The women's team they have an exhibition Thursday. What's tomorrow? Thursday, November 4th, against Freed Hardman at 5 p.m. in the Dunn Center. Right after that, the men play Life University at 7.30 in the Dunn Center. Be there. It's your first chance to look at Brittany Young and Nate James's teams. Uh, both games are free. Yeah. General there's, admission. There's yeah, everybody's no, free. No get in there. You get in there, you sit wherever you want. Uh, go watch these games. Uh, it'll be exciting. Gates are open an hour before the first game starts. And then next week, we're going to do it for reals. Yes. Let's get that regular season underway. The women's team will open the season at Evansville next Tuesday. The men will host UT Southern. Uh, the artist formerly known as Martin Methodist, that same night. I will be in Evansville. You'll be here with the men. I will be. Um, two new coaches, both going to be looking for their first wins. Got to get them right out of the gate. Let's get that out of the way and get on to bigger things, in my opinion. Uh, obviously, you can't can't overlook that first one. But like I said, let's just let's knock that first one out exactly. r- day one, mm-hmm. and let's just move on. Let's get on to winning, winning a whole lot of games. It's a new era of Austin Peay basketball. Let's kick it off with a win. It's a new era, wins. and I'm very excited to watch the women's team. They last played Evansville in 2019 right here in the Dunn Center. That was a 16-point win. Uh, I think we shot the lights out that day. And I'm very excited to watch the women just rain threes down upon everybody again this season. Um, as well-documented, Maggie Knowles is the best three-point shooter in the OVC. Yamaya Johnson – is the only person that will be able to contest her crown. And Carly Pace is up there as well. She's third best three-point shooter in EIU history. She now plays for the Govs, her hometown team. Uh, don't forget about Shaylee Kirby. My girl can score in bunches, too, and she needs to. So I'm very excited to watch that women's team. They've got a lot of weapons. Yeah. I mean, I, is there anybody on that team that isn't a weapon? Really that we haven't even I mean, talked about Shy Booker, who is one of the best players down the stretch for that right. team. She's their top returning rebounder and second returning score, second best returning score. There was a game last year that Booker just took over. I, it wasn't it wasn't an everyday thing, but like the game, you, there was flashes. Mm-hmm. And when she was on her game last year, you could not stop her. No, and, and she never missed. I mean, what was it like? She had a game against was it like Murray here at home or something like that? Yeah, she, she didn't like, miss nine for nine. Yeah, nine for nine. There you go. I'm very excited to see. I think they're very. They've got some good guards too that can get the ball out. Carly Pace, uh, 
if you go look at her career stats at EIU, every year her assist to turnover ratio got better to the point where I think she was like plus 31 in her final two years. She might have been plus 20 last year in a shortened season. Uh, she can really spread the ball out. She scores. She can shoot. She really does everything. She led the OVC in steals two years ago, too, when she was in her all-OVC season. Yamaya Johnson, I feel like she's long. and can probably block some shots. Probably can cover one through five, too, because she's athletic enough to guard guard guards. I think the biggest thing is we're going to open up so many new lanes for Maggie to catch and shoot. Uh, she's not the only three-point weapon. Right. Because, I mean, now, you know, teams know, you know, you can't just, you know, send to it Maggie on the uh, perimeter. It's just... You know, like you said, just creating shots for Maggie, getting her open, because then you know whenever she's open. She's if she's open, you're in trouble. Yeah. We haven't even talked about Ella Sawyer, who I believe we can say had a little bit of a down year last year after a great freshman season. Right. It's a little sophomore slump. Uh, Happens. I'll, I'll put my money on her to bounce back. I like When she played last year, she passed and she spread the ball out a lot better than she did her freshman year. She scored a lot more her freshman year. If she can combine those two seasons, she's a weapon and watch out. What about the men's team, Alex? Give me, give me, give me something on them. Men's team overall. I mean, I think they're big. <clears throat> they're big. I mean, I mean, they are a lot taller than they have been in years past. Because I mean, you know, years past we've really been playing small ball. I mean, you got a guy like Terry Taylor, greatest player in OBC history, you know, playing center. But this year, I mean, you don't have somebody that's six five playing center. No. I mean, you have somebody that is going to be at least six seven, six eight. I think you're going to start what multiple guys over six five. I would say, I mean, you're probably going to be playing multiple guys that are over six seven. I, mean, uh, I like having tall, long guards that can just switch all over the place. Too. And Nate said that in one – I think he said it at Media Day. He said that he likes playing that style of basketball where you switch everything. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, the only guy that's not tall out there is going to be Carlos Paez, but I think he has more than proven that he can right. do whatever he needs to do to stay on the court. He can guard whoever he needs to. So I think it's a fun style of basketball to watch. Like, fun de- like it's weird to say it's a fun defense to watch, but mm-hmm. – they're not. They're not. They're not rotating it, or they're switching. If you were going to make the Guff switch, they're going to switch, mm-hmm. and I think they're long enough to do it. Yeah, I know. I mean, I've been hearing all around Clarksville. I mean, people are excited about what this team's going to look like. I mean, because I mean, you got your returners, you have your Chinos, your Eltons, your Alec Woodards, but I mean, you have a lot of you know new guys, and one of those new guys coming back, Tariq Silver, coming back home. Yeah, everybody's just, seen him play. Oh yeah. I mean, he is. He, man, he he's going to have a good year this year. I just feel it. I mean. Everybody from, you know, Northwest High School and, I mean, even rival high schools like, you know, Rossview and everything else, you know, those teams, those student bodies are excited to come to Austin P and see, you know, what a hometown hero can do. There's a lot of, a lot of new on that team. So you're going to learn a lot about them tomorrow night. You're going to learn a lot about them on next Tuesday when they host UT Southern. Uh, what do you got on life coming in here? Life. Life uh, University, the running eagles. The running eagles. Not not the walking eagles, no. not the flying eagles, no. not the screaming eagles. Nope. <laughs> screaming <laughs> eagles would be good. I mean, no, th- those are over at Fort Camp. The running eagles. The running eagles. So, head coach, Kevin Ke- Easley. Kevin Easley. Now, that, that might be a name that's pretty familiar to a lot of people. And why is that? Because he played here from 1998 to 2002. Wow. He played 66 games, started 21. I mean, he's a name that. He's a Dave uh, Luce guy. He is a Dave Luce guy. Uh, a he lot played for Mid- or Coach Midlick, too, right? He was one of the GAs on those teams. I think was he during those years, or was I that think that was the uh, the um, Midlick and Bubba Wells uh, assistant coaching years. Okay, so yeah, a lot maybe of, I'm wrong, but I don't know. It, it was definitely around that time period if, it, if Midlick wasn't on there yet. I've heard the stories about those two as assistant coaches uh, when we had uh, DJ's Hall of Fame induction a couple years ago. That was a lot of fun. Okay, but yeah, no. I mean, overall, just looking at the Running Eagles, I mean, coached by an Austin P alum, um, they can shoot threes. That's what I've heard. I mean, I think 
I think Nathan said they've shot 50-plus threes in two games. Hey. They're, they're going to come out hey. here, and they're going Let's do to it. shoot the ball. They said, they said we're, we're coming, and we're coming from deep. <laughs> yeah. We're bringing the rain. Uh, hey, you got a long team. They can they could switch out on the perimeter. It should, okay. be a, should be a good recipe for success. Let them shoot. UT Southern next Tuesday. Get it for real. You'll be here. It's sad I have to miss the first one, but uh, I'll be in yeah, Evansville. Yeah, you're, you're definitely going to be doing your uh, your women's basketball thing. but It's still weird seeing UT Southern not being Martin Methodist. It is with the new logo and everything. Have you never gone to their website? I, ha- I mean, do it. Did I? You go to UT yeah. Southern Sports website, whatever it is. I don't know what it's called. There is a flying Firebird Phoenix thing that just sits at the top of the screen. like It just like flies across the sky and then just like reloops the video. It is. It's a trip. Okay. It's exciting. It's uh, it's way over the top. Go UT Southern. Do no. your thing nope. on your website. Uh, Firebirds? Firehawks. Firehawks? Fire. They're the Red Hawks. Were they the Red Hawks? They were the Red Hawks. Okay. I think they're the Firehawks. Sounds right. Maybe it's the Firebirds. I don't know. That's not important until Tuesday night anyway. Uh, Saturday, football's back at Fort Harris Football Stadium. It's been a minute. Mm-hmm. Glad to be back at home. Govs are going to host the Panthers of EIU at 2 p.m. on Saturday. It's Military Appreciation Day. There's going to be a tank on campus. Okay. Uh, actually, according to Cole, it is a, quote, tank, but it's not a tank. I'm going to have to ask Cole what that means. It means that it is smaller than a tank. Therefore, it's not classified as a tank, but it looks like a tank. Okay. Uh, well, I didn't get it either. Well, let's uh, to know, me, come to Forterra and I don't see think, the tank. Not I tank. don't think the size matters. If it's a tank, it's a tank. Right. Exactly. Like if, it's, if, it's, if, it, if it looks like a tank and it... Moves it like, drives a t- like a tank. It's a tank. It's a tank. It's a tank. If it shoots like a tank, it's a tank. Ooh, uh, can, can they shoot? No, I don't think so. Uh, gonna have helicopters all over campus too. Okay. They're gonna be placed at uh, various places. I think people can go check those out. And there's gonna be a flyover pregame. We're usually pretty good at the old flyover business with Fort Campbell right, right. next door. So get to your seats early. You're not gonna want to miss that. Uh, you're not gonna want to miss the Govs either. A lot of reasons to finish out this season strong too. You got to play for the seniors. Can still get a winning season. Um, Whatever you need to motivate yourself for that team, do it. Because let me tell you, OVC championship might be out of reach. That's it, yeah. it's the facts. We can't be, we can't beat around the bush there. That's just the truth. But like I said, play for the seniors. You can still get a winning season. Mm-hmm. We haven't not had a lot of those in program history. No, no, we have not. Those are important. Like whether you're in the playoffs, whether you win the OVC or not, winning seasons are important. We haven't had a lot of them. It's always good to have one of those. Exactly. Uh, volleyball's got another big week coming up for them as well. They're gonna. They're going to play Saturday, Sunday this week instead of Friday, Saturday, or Thursday, Friday, as they did last week. Yeah. Uh, 7 p.m. Saturday night after the football game. Make your way over to the Dunn Center. The Govs are hosting UT Martin. They're going to do it again at 2 p.m. on Sunday. Uh, it's a battle of the Mott family this weekend. It Taylor, really Coach yep. Taylor Mott coaching against her daughter, Dylan Mott, who plays uh, for UT Martin. Is she a libero, I think? Yeah, she's a, a, a DS libero yep. for UT Martin. Uh, battle of the Mott family. I'm sure that will be fun for them. Govs are in third at 10-3. and three. UT Martin's in fourth at 9-5 and five in the conference. Govs are a half game behind SEMO, and they're one and a half matches behind Moorhead State. I believe that's the correct math. Yep. Uh, good chance to bounce back and get a win against the team and really put yourself out ahead of UT Martin where they cannot catch you. A um, whole lot of reasons to get excited. They have their Beach Volleyball Championship ring ceremony on Saturday night. So the Beach Volleyball team from last year, the first ever OVC Beach Volleyball champions, they're in the house to get those rings. Then Saturday's the final home match of the year. It will be right. Senior Day. Yep. And man. Senior days are sad. They, they are sad. I, I mean, don't like them. Uh, this season just gone by so quick, too. Yeah. And then after that, they hit the road for the final three matches of the season. They start out on Wednesday night at Murray State before the regular season finale at on Friday and Saturday? 
I want to say yeah. Friday and Saturday at EIU. We'll talk about that match a little more next week, but on Wednesday they're going to play the fifth place racers, um, not at the basketball arena. They play in one of those little volleyball arenas. Yeah, they, right? they've got their own little. I don't thing, know what it's called. Um, do you know what it's called? Not off the top of my head. Get the Murray. Again. Watch that game. Uh, we'll be in Murray that night, I believe, to watch watch a little watch a little Austin P. Murray State volleyball. It's gonna be a lot of fun. Uh, except for the fact that we're in Murray, Kentucky. Yeah, but, I mean, overall, looking at that match, I mean, as of right now, entering the weekend, I'm not trying to jinx anything, but right now looking at the standings, us and Murray are the only unbeaten unbeaten teams at home. So, I mean, you know that's going to be you know it's gonna be loud in Murray, and you know it's going to be the battle between. I hope they go unbeaten at home this weekend. I hope or are they on the road this weekend? Murray, I, I honestly don't know. I, don't really I want them to be unbeaten at home. Let's do it. And I want to be the first one to beat them. Uh, me too. And I want it to be bad, and I want it to hurt all their feelings. Sorry, not sorry, Murray. You got anything else about volleyball? Just that, I mean, it's it's going to be fun. I mean, It's going to be a tight race. It is, because, I mean, right now, I mean, like you said, we're half a game behind SEMO and one and a half behind Moorhead State. Now, SEMO and Moorhead State play each other to end the season. So, effectively, you have your own season in your own hands. It's, I mean, you want to go, you want to host really, There's, what, four teams still in it. Right. Murray's I mean, not out of it, I don't think. No, yet. Murray's not out of it. I mean, it, it really is a, a four or a five-horse race. I mean, you have – you know, go ahead and win out, and there's definitely a good chance that you're hosting the OVC tournament. Listen, all you can do is win out and let let everything else happen as it may. Nothing you can do but but win your own matches. Uh, Katie Etheridge, Riley Flinch, Morgan Mitchell, Matthew Fitzpatrick, they've got all your community service opportunities. Go get those Govs Cup points. I saw the uh, SAC members were out there passing out the candy from their Ghost Candy Drive on I campus did Monday. Did you get some candy? No, I didn't, but I definitely saw my tennis teams dressed up as – Whatever they were dressed up as. They had some costumes going? Oh, yeah, they did. Or they, what were they, who had the best costume? Who, who did have the best costume? Um, I, I don't know off the top of my head, but if, but if you want to go see what they were dressed up as, go to the Govsman, or the Govs Tennis Instagram page at Govs Tennis. What was your uh, Halloween costume? I haven't dressed up for Halloween since I was like 10. What, what was the last Halloween costume you had? The last Halloween costume I had, I think I was dressed, I think I had like a really cool skeleton one. It was like one of those like, like a black suit, and then like the bones were like um, like glow, glow in the dark. I mean, it was really cool, but again, I was like nine or ten. All right, <laughs> glow in the dark, glow in the dark skeleton. How about, uh, you? How, about you? how about you? You can't you can't just ask me. I don't even know what the last Halloween costume I had was. Um, maybe I think it was Indiana Jones once. I had like the hat and the brown leather jacket, and I had like the whip on my. I like had the whip tied to my yep. belt loop and. Yeah, that's. I think that. I think that was my last one. That's fun. It, it, it definitely sounds a little bit more fun than a glow in the dark skeleton. It was. It was just like oh, I've got like there's a brown leather jacket. Just <laughs> toss that on with some other stuff. Right. Uh, back to our academic <laughs> team. Go check in with them. Uh, get all those Gulf Cup points. Find out about all the community service opportunities they have for you. Manny Cafe, Lowe's of Fishes, Buddy Ball, and much, much more. They can get you pointed in the right direction. Uh, go out and support your fellow teams, too. That's always a good way to rack up some easy Gulf Cup points because you guys want that trophy. We know you do. Oh, yeah. Nice trophy. Get the trophy, guys. You guys can get in touch with us, stay in touch with us. And, Alex, how can they find us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook? Twitter and Instagram. Follow us at Let's Go P And on Facebook, follow us at Austin P. Governors. There it is. And, of course, shout out to everybody that's been putting so much content out on there. Eric, Robin, Carter. And, I mean, they've. They're definitely staying busy. The whole digital media crew is very busy. Uh, for other news, you can go to letsgop.com for dates, news, and stories. Cody Bush, Nathan Palkowski, Alex Allard, and myself. Nathan's officially here. He's jumping right into it with men's hoops. He is very busy getting that ready, and he will be on the PCAST here very soon. So 
guys will hear from him maybe next week. Uh-oh. Maybe yeah. not next week, maybe the week after. He's going to be busy. I'm going to be busy. It's basketball season. Got to get those schedules lined up. Uh, it is basketball season, though, so you know what you need. Who you got to call? You got to get tickets. And to get tickets, you're going to call Ticket Guru Johnny Mitchell. He's got all the information you can use to get in the game. Basketball tickets are on sale. Tip times are on letsgop.com. Thursday's game against Freed Harbin and Life are free to everyone, but you're going to need tickets to come to the games next week. So get those single game tickets and season tickets are on sale. Call Johnny Mitchell. Oh, two ring John. He'll answer on the second <laughs> ring, I promise. Uh, when you call Johnny about your basketball tickets, make sure you grab some football tickets for the last two home games. Uh, you can see the Govs at Fortera Stadium on Saturday against EIU, and in two weeks they're going to host Tennessee Tech for Senior Day. Uh, get those tickets now. You're going to want them. You're calling in to get the basketball tickets? Get the you football get tickets. Both. If you're calling in to get the football tickets, get, get basketball the basketball tickets. tickets. Hey, easy. Johnny's got you. He'll get you the hookup. Find us on iTunes, SoundCloud, Stitcher. Or Spotify and wow and Spotify or directly on the website at letsgop.com backslash podcast. That went well. Sure Give us a rating review on the podcast. Five stars. Five stars. Alex, how many stars do we want? All five. Give six us, if you can. If you can give us six stars, we would appreciate it. Want to suggest a guest or new co-host? Let us know of a local or on-campus event we should shout out. Let us know how excited you are for the start of hoop season in the Dunn Center. Tweet us. I'm at C underscore Craig 19. He's Alex Allard underscore APSU. Alex Allard underscore APSU. Shout out Jayla's dad. Shout out Steve Willard. Can't wait to see him in the Dunn Center next week. Shout out Bud Jenkins. Shout out to everyone in APSU Athletics that is covering volleyball, football, and basketball in one four-day stretch this week. I'll talk to you next week. So long, everybody. Devil town. Didn't know it was a devil town. Oh, Lord, it really brings me down about the devil town. All my friends were vampires Didn't know they were vampires Turns out I was a vampire myself in the devil town